Sometimes it's nice to hear about people's journeys in the sports world. We've developed this podcast to host folks who've experienced life through that lens to let them share their stories. So grab your favorite beverage and join us for Stories and Sports in the Coffee Pod. Today on the episode of the Coffee Pod, we have two students with us, Brett Brown and Brittany Lee, that are joining us that are... uh, Members, I guess, or design production members or designers of Double T Insider. Yeah, what are we? I don't. Yeah. Uh, pro- producers. Any given day. Producers. That's yeah, producers. producers. That's good. I yeah. feel like that's a hefty title. That I think is the best. I don't know like, if I do that. Overarching term because <laughs> okay. any given day we do something different. We're wearing a yeah. different hat every single day. I love day. it. I love it. We'll get into all of this. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Um, and what we want to basically talk about is kind of like. How you got to that point here at Texas Tech, and what led you there, what kind of, um, what path you took to get there more than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really, in all honesty, I kind of want to hear, to get a started background, like where you guys are from, kind of your interests growing up, if you ever saw yourself kind of in this path while you were at Texas Tech, or at what point in your life did you think, yeah, I want to do this, and I'm going to do what I can to get there, or Mm -hmm. if it just fell into your lap, I want to hear any or all of it. Well, would you like to? You can, start? Go, you can go ahead. Okay, because that kind of actually works. It, like yeah. when I start telling about where I got my start and when I got involved in it, that's when you yeah, like come into the picture. Right. Yeah. So I grew up in Marion, Texas, which is a small town near San Antonio. And growing up, small town kid, I played all the sports. I played football. I played basketball. I played track. Um, even my senior year, I decided to join other student orgs too, like do theater and stuff like that. So I always loved getting myself out there. I love sports. I did FFA too. So that was an opportunity for me to actually like get out and speak. I did tons of public speaking stuff with that. You said you mentioned you played like all sports. You did track and field in um, high school. And mm-hmm. so you've always had an interest in sports, it sounds like. Yes. And, and, and has that remained prevalent in your whole life? <laughs> like Definitely. I have a love for sports. Now there's definitely people that are know every single name, every single play, every single history book story. And that's not necessarily me. I love it. I love working in it. It's a lot of fun, but I'm definitely not that person that could give you every single bit of information. So I don't have as much passion as some, but I still have a passion for it. And that's why I originally got involved in the Double T Insider, because coming out of high school with my knowledge of sports and what I liked, I wanted to get involved in something that still had that element to it. And when I actually went to, there was a big student organization meeting. I was in the learning community as a freshman where all the media and communication students lived together. And so they took us as a big herd over to the MCOM building on the very first day before classes even started. And they asked us to join a student org or at least talk to these different groups because everybody's coming out to talk and get you interested in joining and see what organization you would be involved in. And the Double T Insider just had something special. They... It wasn't just the fact that they were another group of students that were doing something interesting and it was media related, but it was such a cool idea. Like being able to be on the field for your first tech football game, being able to get up close and personal with coaches and players. And it it sounded really like too good to be true. It was really cool. 
to me. And that was honestly the reason I joined them as opposed to a lot of other groups, because that sports element of getting to know people that you would never get in face-to-face contact with in any other capacity, that was so cool to me. And so that's originally why I joined. And that sports element did definitely play a huge part. Definitely. No, that's great. I love that. And uh, so did you always know you wanted to do media and communications coming into Texas Tech? I definitely knew going into tech. I just didn't know what my path was going to be once I got here. So when I originally got to tech, I was a journalism major. And coming out of high school with my experience in public speaking, that was kind of the idea was to take the knowledge I had about speaking and just turn it into either working for a news station or working in journalism in some way, being on camera. That was my original intention. But once I got in, I realized it's so much more than just being an on-camera talent. It's so much of the knowledge of the behind the scenes. It's so much about the writing process, so much about every aspect and not just one. And that's why I decided to change my major from journalism to media strategies, because that gave me the opportunity to do a number of things. Whereas in my courses with journalism, I would be focused on learning journalism. But with media strategies, I've had the opportunity to do advertising courses, public relations courses. I've gained a lot of knowledge, not just from my classes, but with this show by opening up my eyes to what I could learn. Because my first year of being here, I was like, I'm going to be on camera. I don't need to learn how to edit video. I don't need to know how to write scripts. I'm just going to be the on-camera guy. Hand me a script and I'll say it. And I learned very quickly that that is not the way to look at it. And you got to open your eyes and be willing to learn. If I hadn't been willing to learn, I wouldn't be in the position of being a producer today. Now I have the opportunity to actually do the whole post-production for a television show, actually write the scripts for a television show, be on camera still, and do everything that I wanted to do, but that and so much more because I actually opened my eyes. Absolutely. That was a really, I think that was a big deal for me. When I came in, I had a very narrow perspective. And now that I'm where I'm at right now, it's been so great that I opened up my eyes. And that's, I love that you bring that up because that really has been kind of an overall theme uh, for a lot of the podcasts that we've been doing is that you kind of just do the best with what you have in the moment and you make the most of it. And that's kind of what you're talking about right now. Also, to your point, I love that you say specifically you didn't want to initially like produce it all, like write about it, do the research behind it and everything. But that Really, when it comes down to it, like being in front of the camera is kind of a rite of passage. Like you have to earn your keep. Absolutely. And you have to prove that through what you're learning there and through what you're doing. And in fact, I was going to bring this up later, but when we talk about sports media camp that, that you guys uh, just yeah. ran just barely, mm-hmm. uh, you had them, that those the, the, that came to participate in the camp, they produced their own videos, right? They even wrote their own scripts and everything. Sports Center anchors, little known fact, from what I understand actually do that the anchors write their yeah. own material mm-hmm. yeah which not a lot of people know that they think they've got their own writers and these guys just project it and whatever but it really makes a lot of sense because it sounds so good it's funny it's their own personality it's, yeah, yeah. Them, yeah it's genuine exactly which when you're in when you are in it and you're doing these kinds of things it makes sense like before i got into all this i would look at that and be like oh yeah they have writers and they have this and that whatever and then now that i've been on the other side of it i can sit back and think like hey, that makes sense that they would write their own things. It's authentic. Yeah, it's very authentic. And it's cool because you you know you better than anybody else does, and you know your delivery and that kind of thing. And it's just, it's neat kind of getting the behind the scenes. 
Anyway, sorry. Uh, we'll get more to the sports media camp in a little bit. I want to hear about Brittany, though. Um, tell us how you came to and. Uh. Um, no, my story is incredibly different from Brett's. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I, I, okay, so I came to Tech to play softball. And where are you from? I'm from the DFW area. I'm from okay. Keller. So, yeah, I grew up playing softball, basketball, did everything in middle school, high school, whatever, and um, kind of decided that softball was my way to get to a university like this. And um, so, yeah, I made the decision to come to Tech five years ago, yesterday, actually. And um, Oh, how the time flies. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I came for softball, and I started out as a – business major because I knew nothing about college and I was like yeah that's what you do you go into college and you're a business major and you come out with a degree and it's great and um I was on my way to orientation and I was like that's just sounds so boring I'm gonna be a forensic psychologist (laughs) so because you were a huge fan of CSI yeah 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 and (laughs) I did a bunch of research on it and Everything that I ever read was like, oh, yeah, it's not near as glamorous as all the TV shows or whatever. I was like, yeah, but I like puzzles and, like, dead bodies, so how cool is that? Like, you obviously. Like, you okay, like dead bodies? Okay, I don't like dead bodies, but, like, I thought that the idea of all that was really cool. Like, getting to, I don't know, I just thought that the whole, like, criminal justice side of things would be a really cool area for me to go into. And about halfway through my first semester, I realized that that did not fit my personality whatsoever. Were you, and, like, cracking dead body jokes and people weren't uh, laughing? You know, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I did crack one joke in a forensic, for or physical anthropology class one time, and nobody laughed, and that's when I realized, like, none of these people are like me. Like, this is not for You me. got all your books that day. Yeah. You're like, you I, know don't, what? I don't know that I ever went again. <laughs> I was like, I need to drop this class today. Um, but, yeah, and so I realized that wasn't for me, and um, it kind of made me step back and think, oh, what am I good at? Because I hadn't... The only thing I had ever, like, identified myself as was a softball player, so I never actually identified a skill set, and so it kind of made me take a step back and think about the things that I was good at, and it came down to just being good at communicating with people and that kind of thing, and people were my passion. And so I just decided to switch to PR, and um, still with no idea what I was going to I don't. Today, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but had no idea. I was like, PR, yeah, public relations, you deal with people, and you can just talk to them, and that's that's what I'm going to do you for the rest of my relate life. Relate to the yeah, public. Exactly. Right? Thank you. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I got into it, and uh, after my first two years here, I took an early retirement from softball and kind of freaked out. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't even know what public relations is. I don't know where I'm going. And uh, I met with one of our producers at the time. We just happened to be friends through other people. And we went to the pool one day and she was like, you really need to join the Double T Insider. And I was like, yeah, okay, but like, what is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, cool. I need you to take me through that. What is that? And so we talked about it and it kind of hit all of my needs. Like I needed that team environment where I depended on other people and other people depended on me and it was something that was very hands-on and in the sports world and I got to deal with people and whatever and so I got to see being an athlete I saw all of this work from a completely different side. I was the one telling the stories and whatever and then I got to come back and 
do it from the other side of the camera and I got to write the stories and I got to pull the people and kind of get to know them and so it was a really cool really cool transition for me that I needed personally to kind of figure out what my direction was and where I wanted to go with everything so that's great I love the different perspective you yeah. bring as a former student athlete as well yeah. I think that's great seeing both sides we had Todrick Gocher on uh not too long ago on our podcast and uh he brought interesting insight to kind of how regimented a student athlete's schedule is, which I kind of want to parallel with both of you. We'll get to that later. Um, so Double T Insider, uh, you do this as full-time students. Right? Yes. Right. Uh, how many people do you work with, with double, for Double T Insider? We have around 30 people who are either student volunteers or on a paid staff. We have four paid staff members. And then we're also working with all of the the um, sports information directors. I, that SID, yeah, the SIDs, right? Yeah, it slipped my mind for a second. But yeah, we deal with all the SIDs along with pretty much everyone in the media and communication department over at the athletics department. Right. Um, we all work together because this show is not just going out on our social media, but it's going out on television and it's the flagship show for Texas Tech Athletics. And it takes a team to be able to make sure that at the end of the day, the product is not just what we like, but what Texas Tech can be proud of. It's a reflection of Texas Tech Athletics. Mm -hmm. It's something that needs the attention that a group of people, only a large group of people can give it. Mm -hmm. With great power, comes great responsibility. <laughs> Huge responsibility, yeah. yeah. Lots of it. Yeah. The, the best fake quote ever. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, anyway, uh, are, do you, so is a Double T Insider, is that still a Fox Sports affiliate? I saw that maybe a couple of years ago they had announced that it was going to start airing on Fox Sports yeah. Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yes. Regionally, I assume. Yeah, yes. Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, Southwest. if you're watching it at the right place at the right time, <laughs> you can watch it anywhere in the country. Yeah. If it's actually if broadcast it's... and you can get Fox Sports Southwest <laughs> right. there. Yeah. But yeah. But it is uh, Nationally, Fox Sports regionally, Southwest. Nationally, yeah. Yes. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. That, th- how amazing is that for your resumes that you already have that? Produce a television exactly. show. Yeah. It's Fox, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It it You really have to take a step back and remember, like, because there's a lot of hard days. I mean, and anybody can say that in any job that they have, even if it's something as simple as working a drive-through window or doing something as complex as running a business. Every job is hard, but you have to take a step back and realize what opportunity you have. And we have a crazy opportunity. Us being students and having, like, we both have jobs and outside of this, and we both are full-time students still. You both have jobs outside of this as well as being full-time students. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. we both do like a lot of freelance, like random things too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into that. Like, what, <laughs> what do you guys do? I got to hear this. This is the point. Well, mine is probably not as cool as Britney's. I would say that. But for me, I do a lot of. Too, yeah, it's a lot less stressful. <laughs> it's a lot more fun too. I do freelance videography, and I primarily, right now, am working with sororities and fraternities on campus. So during the summer, with the free time, we'll organize and orchestrate a video that they can play during their fall and spring recruitments when people are thinking about joining their sorority or fraternity. They're really cute. And so I have a lot of fun with that. You get to work with a lot of people that you never would think you'd connect with. Right. And at the same time, you're collaborating and you're making a lot of fun videos. And at the end of the day, a sorority and fraternity recruitment video is just fun. It's not as hard journalism right. or even 
you know, it's it's so it's very very lighthearted and fun, fun music. You know, everybody's smiling and laughing, and it's a lot of fun to work with all the different people that I've gotten opportunity to do that with. So that's my little side job that I do. You, but you did mention something else to me earlier that I forgot. I should have known. You do have other jobs. You t- even told me this earlier, not on the podcast. Where where do you where else do you work? Oh, so I'm a projectionist at the Alamo Draft House here in Lubbock. The Lubbock hotspot, mm-hmm. Alamo yeah. Draft yeah. House. I've never been. For the record, I want that on the record. I've never been. <laughs> well, I'll get you free so, tickets. Wait, uh, that's what? that's when you come close to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> To say that you haven't been to Alamo Draft House, like yeah. this sounds like some personal vendetta that you have against Alamo Draft House. I don't. I've don't never been any, and I'll never I've go never ever. Been. Maybe I'll go. I should go. I'll come sometime. Yeah. yeah. At some point. Actually. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking. We were talking about free tickets and how Brett yeah, was going right? to hook both that's of right. us up. Yeah. 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 For something like I'm that, sure right? That's what he said. Yeah. 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 Very, very thankful for this opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you do other than your double T insider? What do I do? I I wait tables. And that sucks. Just it just does. But um, that's pretty much my only source of income. I like have to survive off that, but I hate it. So I want to do anything else. And I'm the kind of person that needs to stay busy, like very busy, in order to function. Because if I don't have anything to do, like I won't get out of bed. Probably It'll just wither away. Yeah, I would. Netflix has never been more yeah, real. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I think real. Brittany and I are very much the same in that yeah. aspect. Because yeah. when I'm when I'm got downtime, I'm down. Like, I can't yeah. accomplish any no. little, like, you know, puttery kind of tasks, like, yeah. around my apartment. No, like, I'm either full, like, go, 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 or, like, don't even try to text me. I won't respond. Yeah. <laughs> like, that lazy. You know, no, that doesn't yeah. surprise me That's too much. That's true. He won't answer. He doesn't yeah, I'm, answer. Yeah, I'm pretty lazy about <laughs> answering my phone yeah. and my text messages. Well, you guys bring a lot of energy. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so, that's great. Obviously, you guys are great at what you do. I imagine there's a lot of interesting experiences you have as a server. In order to learn just how to deal with people and kind of how to be grateful. And how to be patient. And patient. Yeah. I think you should wait tables, but I don't think anyone should ever have to go through the act of waiting tables. So I'm very on the fence about it, but it's been really good for me. I hate it, and it's great. You're beating it around the bush, though, because there's a thing you just did the other day that's super cool. Okay, yeah. So I am... I... Direct baseball tournaments. I'm a baseball parents are the worst. Like, oh my gosh. They're just like, my kid needs this. And I'm like, I'm not their mother. Like, figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that all summer. Um, flying all over the country. I've been to St. Louis. I just got back from Kansas yesterday. And just doing like a bunch of crazy stuff there. And um, I also did a bunch of the production stuff for the National College Baseball Hall of Fame on the 4th of July. So I got to um, work with the producers and do all of the feature videos of all the inductees and all the award winners and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that was really cool. I actually just did one this last week for uh, the Bush Award. Um, What's the Bush Award? The Bush Award is an alumni award. So like famous alumnus that played baseball in college and went on to do bigger and better things like George H.W. Bush who played at Yale and did all this stuff and whatever and then obviously became the president and so hence the Bush award right hence the Bush award and so this year it went to Dr. John Olrud and uh, they did the presentation in Seattle Um, last year I think it went to Vince Scully and so just 
pretty cool, like pretty cool stuff. And so I got to send all my stuff to Seattle and I've gotten to get on all these like MLB servers and get all these things from all these teams. And so it's been, it's been a really cool way to kind of, um, keep diving deeper into all of this stuff. I mean, it's something that when I started with the Double T Insider, I knew nothing about anything. And I wouldn't even say I joined the class that fall. And um, I guess last fall. Was it last was fall? last fall. Yeah. yeah. I joined the class last fall. And even until probably November, I was like, kind of like Brett. And he was like, oh, I'm going to be on camera. And that's, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. But I, what I brought to the table is, oh, I know all these athletes. And so... I'm going to just tell everyone else their stories so that they can tell them. And that's going to be kind of my gift to this little program is just my knowledge of other people. And, um, yeah, come November, December, I started to realize, like, this is a lot cooler than I gave it credit for. Like, I should really look more into this and kind of figure it out. And so then I started script writing and just, like, I learned how to edit, which... (laughs) should have happened long before when it did but all of that stuff has kind of led me even in the last six months I've learned probably two or three years worth of just like really important things to be in this industry and I got to see all of that pay off over the last few weeks as I did all the college baseball hall of fame stuff and so it was really cool like I have a couple videos on mlb.com and stuff like that and so it's like it's one of those things that I found to be really beneficial and really something that I kind of took for granted to start with. and so, Absolutely. Yeah. Once again, an amazing resume builder. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I feel intimidated <laughs> by both of you. Like, I haven't really accomplished much in my We're life. We're super intimidating people. No. Well, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> uh, Watch out. So, actually, with all that, everything you guys do, full-time job outside of your job with Double T Insider, outside of being a full-time student at Texas Tech, you guys somehow managed to run a sports media camp. Yeah. Yeah. Take us through that sports media (laughs) camp. I kind of, I was looking it up. I was looking it over. It looked awesome. It was just all these aspiring, like they had to be kids essentially like preteen right. teenager kids that yeah. High to, like, school. yeah it was all Sports. high school students yeah and it was, no i want you guys to take me through this like how that went uh what's in store for the future what was the brainchild involved like what led you to kind of even think of that how you guys got involved your role in that yeah so jody rogenson obviously um kind of came to us and was like, hey, we're doing this sports media camp. We want you guys to be counselors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we really wanted to take what we've learned and bring a different perspective to the students because they're going to hear from Jody was one of the people who spoke. Uh, Erica Taylor, who also works at the college, she spoke. But it was nice. I think that we got the chance to speak as well and give our advice because right. it's a different perspective. We yeah. are what they are about to be or they're thinking about being in a couple of years. Right. So and I think who that, better to learn from? Yeah, and Brett and I both, like as you can tell, bring a different perspective from Absolutely. each other mm-hmm. to it. And so I think that's why we work so well together is because we have very different backgrounds and got into things for very different reasons. And so it's cool to be able to tell other people that like you don't have to come from a specific point. Like I at 14 years old, I didn't know what I was going to be doing today. Like I don't know that Brett did either. Like, Brett might have had a better idea. But it just goes to show that, like, hey, come to this camp and I'll tell you about – I'll tell you my story and my significance and just kind of 
how all of this came to be for me. And then Brett can do it and you'll get a completely different perspective. And so that's something that we knew that being counselors, we weren't going to be able to give to those kids. Like, yeah, in passing, maybe like, hey, this is sports media camp. Go and get them, champ. Mm -hmm. But it we talked to Jody and the more we talked about it, the more we were like, hey, we really want to teach these kids not even necessarily what we know. Like, yes, we want to give them that knowledge, too, but we want to tell them just about how all of this happened for us and the different ways that it can happen for them and just kind of like how to keep your eyes out for what you want to do and different. Because obviously when you get into this, like at some points you'll be doing everything. You'll be doing audio and video Mm -hmm. and writing your own stories and conducting interviews and whatever. But I think that the camp gave the kids also a look into what specific part of the production process they would be good at. Definitely. Which is something that I think both of us are still kind of trying to work through. Yeah. So, I remember when there was one student who he went and he did the on-camera segment. We had each of the students write their own script and then go into our MCTV studio and actually record themselves on camera reciting their own script through the teleprompter. And we had one student that realized, he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I straight up do not want to do on camera. And I think that was probably, if they didn't get anything out of the camp, I would have wanted them to have gotten what you do like and what you don't like. Because that just general knowledge of these are the things I like to do, these are the things I don't like to do. That is way more helpful than any of the little yeah. tidbits of, oh, make sure you set your ISO to yeah. 1,000 or, you know, right. make sure you sit, you know, all the little details. It's pretty priceless to yeah. get that information. Absolutely. Well, I exactly. agree. And I had two girls that I kind of kept up with through the whole camp that reminded me a lot of myself. And one of them, both just super cute, like. Reminded just, you of yourself. Obviously. <laughs> just like really cute, really funny. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but they were both really cute. Like both had a lot of potential to be on camera and both had a personality for that kind of thing. And one of them was all about it. One of them was like, yeah, I love being on camera. Like here's my script. And she wasn't great, but she was so willing to learn and so willing to work on everything that she was doing. And then the other one was like, I don't, I don't want that camera to be pointed in my direction at any point in time. And she was, she was brilliant. Like Mm -hmm. I sat there and talked to her forever and she was so charismatic and just so cute and wanted nothing to do with the camera. But she got in there and started like producing other people's, like recording other people's. And she was like, I love this. She loved being behind the camera and learning how the camera worked and that kind of thing. And I just, I thought it was so cool to, for them to get all the different perspectives of what all goes into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, what you guys are talking about here, I think a huge takeaway is you guys provide this rational, realistic, transitional phase, right? Because oftentimes when you're that age, you see these people on TV, on SportsCenter, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, you know, they're doing what they do. They're great at it. They're sports anchors. Like, I want to be that person. But they don't really think of the avenues that they have to take in order to get there. And that's where you two really fit in perfectly. You're saying, here's the transition, Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get to our point, which is extremely doable from where you're at in your phase to in order to get on that path. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you just keep improving. You keep going. You keep building that resume. Right. So along those lines, what are your guys' goals? What do you think? Um, I mean, you don't need to have an end game in store, but just what's what's the path? <clears throat> I know you had mentioned earlier, Brittany, that you were thinking you still have no idea what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. That's OK. That's I still I mean, how, how far away are you guys from graduating? <laughs> 
I'm a year away. I'm five months. Yeah, so yeah. Brittany's got to get yeah. her, uh, her get life figured out. No, I... <laughs> maybe, maybe we can figure it out right now. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Get your thinking caps on. No, um, I like... I really like the storytelling aspect of everything. So one of my main jobs for the Double T Insider, I'm a content producer, so... I do get to think of those stories, and I do get to know athletes on a level that's to where they'll open up to me and kind of tell me their stories. And um, I don't know if you remember Eric Ward that was here a few years ago, played football here. I've only been here for a year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, well, Eric Ward played football here, um, and I actually did a project in the fall that uh, I was going to use him for, and it was just a very basic, like, oh, you played in a bowl game, tell me about your bowl game experience kind of project. And um, I was a one-man show, so I'm setting everything up, and it's taken me forever. And so we're just kind of talking through everything, and I didn't realize how the background that he came from when I kind of jumped into all of it. And so we get done with the whole interview. Not a big deal. It was like, oh, I loved playing in a bowl game, whatever. And afterwards, he's like, "Can can I show you where I'm from? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? He just was telling me stories as we were driving around for probably an hour, and I'm just sitting in the passenger seat in tears. And that's just about anything. Just like, oh, this is where such and such happened. This is the police station I would run to when such and such happened. And just crazy things that, as spectators, we don't see that. And even, like, when I was an athlete, I knew people's stories, but I didn't understand the magnitude of having them told. And so sitting there with Eric and kind of, listening I didn't say a word the whole time like just tears running down my face the entire time and that was when I realized like I want to tell people stories like this is what I want to know about people I don't care if they went four for four yesterday with three home runs and 47 RBI I don't care I want to know this deeper this deeper story about this person and so that kind of gave me a push in the direction of storytelling more so than I mean, I like to go, I like photography, I like to go film, I like to do all that. I think I have a very creative vision for things, but Brett's much more of an executor in that regard. Where my brain, like, I love telling the story. And so that's kind of when I learned that. And I would love to be able to do that on a bigger scale. Um, Like, if I could do that for a living, yeah, I'd love that. But, I mean, there's no telling at this point. I'd love to get to do anything like this, so. Uh, It sounds like you're describing... The Humans of New York Instagram handle. Do you follow that? Yeah, I do love that. It's kind of the same idea, right? Like it's got the creative perspective Mm -hmm. with the visually and then the storytelling. Right. Like everyone has a story to tell. Where was the camera though when you were with it in the car with Eric? I know. Well, and that sounds amazing. Okay, so that's that's another thing. And I get it's personal, not you can't bust it out every time. No, right. And obviously I'd put everything away and I wasn't when it when we kind of, when he was like, hey, let's go, let's go, let me show you around, whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. And never expected it to be anything that would make me feel the way that I felt about it. And so I was like, there's no point in taking a camera. Like, this is very, it's personal, number one. Like, number two, I don't even know if it's going to be that big of a deal. And we kind of sat there and talked afterwards. And I was like, why, like, do people, do people know this about you? And he was like, I mean, it's not necessarily a secret. Like, it's not something that I'm not willing to tell. And then he was kind of like, "Do you were you there on my senior night? 
And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I was. I didn't miss a tech football game, whatever. And he was like, well, I don't know if you remember this, but nobody walked out on the field with me. And it kind of hit me. I was like, wow, like nobody did. And I remembered thinking, because that's something that you see is 47 family members walking their kid out on the field on senior day. And that's something that Eric didn't have. And so the more we kind of sat and talked about it, he was like, yeah, I mean, I think it's something that people take for granted. I would love for my story to be told. And that's when I was like, yeah, I want to tell it. And so come to find out, um, he wanted to join the police academy because a cop saved his life and that kind of thing. And he wanted to be able to do that for kids in lower class neighborhoods and that kind of thing. And so it ended up being a really beautiful story, very organic and just very, really touching. Like I talk about it and kind of want to cry, but yeah, I, there's a part of me that regrets not taking a camera out to it. And then there's a part of me that's like, I got to know him on a completely different level and I got him to trust me in a way that was like, yeah, I want you to come tell my story. Like whenever the opportunity presents itself, I want you to come out here and like, let's do this again, but let's do it for other people. So that's fantastic. Yeah. That story is great. It really is. And, and best of luck to you in that regard. Thank you. And uh, trying to tell those stories. Yeah. And that, that sounds very journalistic. If it that's is, something yeah. that you want to revisit, yeah. that's definitely, I would say, in your cards with your experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It is very journalistic. I like all of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, good luck figuring all that out. Thank you. I need the, it. The next five months. <laughs> I need it. Pre- not, not, not that the pressure's on or anything. It is. No, it's on. <laughs> or you my might. Dad. You have or, a strict or, deadline, you know. <laughs> right. What were you going to say? Uh, no, my dad... Uh, made some joke the other day. I said something about like, yeah, you know, when I moved back in in January, he was like, no, you're off the payroll December 14th. And I was like, oh, okay, bye, Dad. Uh, there is always a master's degree potential. I heard Texas Tech has given those out. <laughs> They're free if you pay for them. So. That's true. They're free if yeah, you pay for them. They're free once you pay and for them. Now we've come officially full, full circle. circle. <laughs> um, okay. Before we get to your goals, though, Brett, because I want to talk about that still, um, I want to talk about the day in the life of you guys. Like Brett and I actually had a day where, um, so we had been in the basement working since like probably 10 ish, whatever, and about midnight, we were like, hey, let's go let's go get some water burger we deserve it like we should you like we should eat something so we get in the car and brett was out of gas so brett's like hey let's take your car it's like all right that's fine i had my dog so I was like let's all just roll in my car to water burger so i'm on my way to water burger he's like no let's go to this one it's got a drive through it's the best water burger in town i was like oh my gosh it's midnight brett who cares let's just go to water burger on fourth, fourth and frankfurt. frankfurt brett's like i don't really want to be seen with you yeah. <laughs> he's like let's <laughs> to the farthest Whataburger because I don't want to uh. but yeah so we go to Whataburger and uh, we're in the drive through line and I can't even explain this there's a uh, there's a car so like we're in the drive through line and Whataburger is to our left and there's a car that drives up between Whataburger and the drive through line and just like drives right into a car two cars in front of us and Brett and I were like, what in the world? And so then this car, like, yeah, kind of yeah, freaks out. out. with the camera yeah. again. I know, right? Here we go. So then this car, like, backs up behind me and parks behind me somewhere, like, off. And then a car, another car pulls up behind me. 
Well, then some lady gets out of her car in the car in front of us and starts yelling at these people that just hit these other people and the people that got hit get out of the car. And so everybody's out of their cars and like kind of yelling at each other, whatever. And so this car that hits the other car freaks out and backs right into my passenger door where Brett's sitting. Right into me. Yeah. Yeah, Like I was right there. And I was like, hits Brett. And we couldn't do anything. I couldn't go anywhere. And they hopped two curbs and get on the highway. And we were like, what just happened? What? (laughs) So. Show has to go out Wednesday mornings. This is Tuesday night at midnight. And so we're like, okay, well, we should, what do we, okay. (laughs) What do we do? So we call the cops and we pull off to the side and we eat our Whataburger that we eventually got. And uh, cops don't show up till two-ish, talk to them till 2.45, three-ish, get back to the barn, have to do some work, end up leaving like, or I guess getting done around six. Yeah. We both have class at eight. Yeah. So we nap in the office until seven forty-five. Same clothes we wore all day yesterday. Roll into class, sit there for an hour, and we're just like, oh my gosh. And so, there's days that are uh, crazier than others, like having a hundred three degree fever, or losing a door, or like whatever it may be. But it's it's a blast. And the people that we have met, like. Brett and I never would have been friends had it not been for this. Not mm-hmm. because I don't love Brett, because I do, but just, like, we never ran in the same circles. We don't mm-hmm. have anything in common besides the fact that we love sports and we love the whole production side of things. And so it's a cool way to meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet. Like, our team is kind of a bunch of misfits that mm-hmm. all fit together really well. So it's it's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. I wanted to point out with uh, to Brittany's point, right, about how sporadic your days are, how yeah. crazy it is, how wild, and how no two days are the same. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's so different from a student athlete because yeah. student yeah. athletes are extremely regimented. They have the whole thing set. It's it, a science. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. They know hour by hour where they are, where their classes are, when they'll be in practice, when they're taking care of their bodies, yeah. even up to like what they're eating at what time yeah. right. specifically. That's what the kind of what we talked about with Todrick when we had him on the podcast recently. Same idea. This isn't to like throw sh- – well, actually, you know what it is to throw shade at Todrick's way, and you can tell me. <laughs> okay. If you, Todrick, if you're listening to this, man, yeah, I'm calling TG. you out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, quite a bit harder, it sounds like, for you guys. I mean – Granted, there is a little bit more flexibility in between things, but at the end of the day, I mean, you guys just seem crazy busier. Yeah, it's because no one's no one's monitoring you. Right, this is all self monitorization. It's, I would say they were equally different or equally difficult in entirely different ways. So like, whereas a student athlete is super monitored and super on a schedule, that kind of thing, and we're not, and everything's so sporadic. Our bodies are suffering in different ways. Like, in this job, my body suffers because I don't see the sun for 24 hours. And you're eating Whataburger. Right, and I'm eating Whataburger <laughs> at 2 in the morning on the side of the road. Like, and it's, your body obviously suffers when you're an athlete because you are constantly working and constantly you're just draining your body of all of the energy that you've planned to consume for that day. And so they're just, it's completely different. It's so fascinating to me. And that's one thing that I love about getting to do both of them is that people always ask me like, oh, do you miss it? Or like, do you wish you would have done what you're doing now from the start of college? And I love the insane path that I took on accident. Like, I love it because I've gotten the best of both worlds. I've gotten to live the life of like, a structured day and which 
clearly doesn't fit my lifestyle at all anymore. But I got to live that, and I got to do all of the cool things, like, that go into being an athlete, and I got to learn the ins and outs of the industry that I'm going to end up in. And now it's like I get to see that, and I will have had my 15 minutes of fame and gotten to do all the things that I always loved doing and get to translate that into something different. And so they're vastly different and both so hard on you mentally and physically. Um, one of the hardest things about playing a collegiate sport is the mental aspect of it. Like, you catch up to the physical part, but the mental... I guess, stature you have to have at all times is so demanding. And that's something that doesn't change in what we do. Mm -hmm. um, we deal with a lot of people that don't tear us down, but that are very critical of our work, as they should be. I mean, we have a television show. And so it's one of those things that we need people to be honest like that. And it's the same as a coach. And it's the same mm -hmm. as you'd be difficult on yourself. Like, I went back and watched my Hall of Fame videos, and I was like, oh, my God, those are awful. Like, those are terrible. And all I heard was, oh, those are, those are so good. Thank you so much. Like, that's awesome. That was a huge help. Like, they fit perfectly. Like, they were. But it's one of those things where you'll get those people that are going to be critical of you, and that's what makes you better. And yeah. you have to be critical of yourself. And so I think that there's a lot of differences between being an athlete and being in this field, and there's a ton of similarities, too. And so it's, it's cool to kind of get to have the best of both worlds and get to weigh those and see how they play into each other. Yeah, I think that the last thing you were saying about how student athletes are even us as student athletes are going through a lot of similar struggles. That's the right. biggest thing that I took away from this entire experience, because you can always say like, oh, yeah, well, we have it harder because we're waking up at 6 a.m. Whoa, I have it harder because I'm staying up till 6 right. a.m. But at the end of the day, we're both trying to seek perfection. Student athlete is trying to be the best player they can be. Us, our producers on the show, we're trying to be the best producers we can be. They want to have a winning season. We want to have a winning season. We have tremendous expectations, and so do they, for ourselves and from the people that are looking at us and expecting a, a product at the end of the day. Uh, Brett, give us a two-minute rundown of your goals, what you want to kind of achieve in life maybe, if you if you at all have that in mind. I mean, no pressure, but we'd love to Yeah, hear. no, I think that a couple of my goals are in some way, shape, or form work in the TV industry. I have loved being a producer. I've loved being on camera. I would love to either be a producer for or have my own show. That would be, that's a big major goal, but that would be a lot of fun. I think I would enjoy doing that a lot. But I also also have really grown to want to be able to open up my own business. I don't know what type of business it would be. I, I do have my small freelance stuff that I do and I enjoy making videos for people. So that might be something that I continue or even grow. But like I said earlier in the podcast about my father and how he always had a business and that was something I didn't want to be involved in. The more I'm growing with what I've done with the show and the more I'm learning about myself while I've been in college, the more of him I see in myself and that passion of wanting to do something for yourself and not necessarily do it for someone else. And I think growing this show as organically as it has for us here at this college and us being the people that are doing it, that self-drive, that's really given me a passion to want to do something for myself once I graduate. Yeah. And so I really would like to do something with that. And I don't know what it's going to be, yeah. but <laughs> I just think that starting something for myself, that would be something that I, at the end of the day, would be really proud of. And this this is definitely what the path that we've chosen 
has definitely given us a good foundation to jump into anything. I feel like I've done so many different things just in the last eight months working with the Double T Insider that I never imagined myself doing, and I've gained a skill set that can can carry me into almost anything. So it's a really good foundation set, and it's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you guys so much, seriously, yeah, for taking the time. Uh, had a, I had so much fun with both of you as well, and I'm not even lying. It was a blast. <laughs> um, so much so we had to be shushed. Yeah. That right? I mean, that's when you know you have a good time. So thank you guys again. Good luck with everything. Good luck graduating. Good yeah. luck on your career paths. Uh, I'll be looking to keep tabs on you and tell people down the road that I knew you at one point. Wow. You guys sat in the same booth as me. Thank you. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the same. All right. Sounds good. <laughs>